Welcome back to the Burgundy Blogcast, a Redskins podcast presented by the Burgundy Blog. This week, Brent and I discuss the Redskins roster moves. We try to bring some optimism to the table since, you know, the season hasn't started yet. And Brent wastes no time in giving his game prediction for week one. Spoiler alert. Yeah, um, I think we're going to lose. I'm Sports Channel 8's Hayes Permar. This is the Burgundy Blogcast. Let's start with game one against the Miami Dolphins Sunday. That's still on, right? That's right. Okay, as far as we know. Um, and it's a home game, which is always makes it a little more interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, your thoughts going into the game. First of all, on the quarterback situation, by which I do not necessarily mean on RG3, but just the whole quarterback situation, which you know we know he's now part of the team, so he's part of that. What's your view of the quarterback situation going into week one? Yeah, um, I think we're going to lose. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I'm, I'm figuring the Redskins are, are a pretty legit home, home dog in week one here, but I don't think it'll really be because of the quarterback position necessarily. I mean, I, I don't really know what to expect from Cousins, but I don't think he's prohibitive. I mean, I think he could probably play pretty well, but I'm, I'm a little more concerned about mainly how Miami's defensive line and front seven matches up with our fairly porous, uh, uh offensive line. Word. Well, I won't throw any questions at you then if uh, if you just want to answer other things. So you don't want to talk quarterbacks. That's fine. That's fine. You want to give me the prediction, which, you know, in sports radio land, we usually throw for the end so we can tease a lot, but that's all right. Yeah, I like your first two words where I think we lose. I think people are going to appreciate your straightforward style. So the, all right, let's probe a little bit more into what you were saying there. So what will the first things that you'll be most curious to watch in game one against the Dolphins? Well, I think, you know, Redskins changed supposedly a bunch of things for this year, right? They really, I guess, kind of beefed up that offensive line. They drafted Sheriff real high. He's playing right guard. They they kind of promoted uh, Morgan Moses to right tackle. So, you know, we'll get to see if, if they're able to kind of you know, be a little better this year as a run blocking and or pass blocking unit. And then the other thing, the other spot that they really changed a lot aside from quarterback was uh, was the other side of the line of scrimmage, defensive line, where they added really probably uh, with with Stephen Paya and Terrence Knighton, probably at least two new starters alongside Hatcher. And then, so I think controlling line of scrimmage will be a pretty big pretty big deal in general. It's kind of a I guess football cliche, but. Sure. I'm very interested to see how our OL does and our how our new newish OL uh, DL does, and more, more more likely than not, I think that's probably going to be the tail. I mean, like I said, I think Cousins hopefully will acquit himself nicely. You know, I mean, I really don't know what to expect, but I, I guess that kind of makes me want to take him out of the equation a little bit. Right. Uh, well, let me ask you this sort of uh, an off-the-field type question, but related. Do you feel like, as a, as a person who's watched the, the Redskins your whole life, I've read your, you know, sort of how you got into uh, being a fan, uh, do you find yourself watching the games differently since the time that you've run uh, Burgundy Blog? Like, like when you talk, I talk about those things that you just named, things you'll be looking for. And, and like you said, you, know, you went a little cliche on some, some keys that, that other people will, will, that you've read about matchups. But, like, do you really view the game differently now than just who scored, is winning, excitement up and down? Or, or, or is, the, is Burgundy Blog a true extension of just, no, this is what I've always viewed about the team and how I've always sort of consumed them. And now I just sort of, you know, do it a little more publicly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I was probably 
I'm probably a little bit uh, less optimistic a fan than I was in 2010, which is you know right around the time that Mike Shanahan came in, and we thought we had a whole new regime right. regime change that was going to fix fix all the culture problems, and and you know before long get us get the Redskins back up to the top. Uh, that didn't pan out. Uh, you know, it's just five more years of mainly losing that I've seen. So I, I'm I guess I'm a little. I'm probably a little more skeptical and pessimistic than I was at the time. More cynical? But, uh, you think you think like covering the team more makes you more cynical when you really see the ins and outs and frustrating moves or whatever it is that? that yeah, you know. I mean, there's just there's just such a cycle, such a pattern of futility. You know that you you watch it you watch it closely enough for long enough, and it's hard to give the team the benefit of the doubt. To be honest, that was a great pause and sigh before futility. There, I think I think that even said it even better than the word you said you said there. Uh, Dolphins as an opponent, um, they're sort of a team that probably looks at this as a very important game for them. They, I mean. I, Neither of us, I think, follow them closely, and and maybe we could yeah. talk some to how much you get into scouting or whatever you want to call it as a fan for for Burgundy Blog. But uh, yeah. we know that like Tannehill, it's sort of a make it or break it kind of year. I mean, well, not a make it or break it. He just got a big deal, so they've kind of committed to you, and they're hoping you show you're worth that. And and I think they've had a coaching staff in place for like three or four years now, so it's a big game for them. They they certainly would would feel like uh, a, a little bit of a mini panic. I think if they lost this game, no. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I think that's at least at least one good point you made there with Tannehill's new contract. They want to kind of show him off, probably, and uh, hopefully start proving to people that he's worth all the money. And they, then, of course, they they sign like the biggest free agent contract certainly this year and probably in a few years with uh, with Sue. So they want to show him off, right? Uh, yeah, well, you think Sue's gonna? Actually, it's probably good that uh, RG three isn't in there because then all the talk would be about <laughs> is Sue gonna try and hurt RG three again? So. Have you evaluated where you think Cousins is as far as starting quarterbacks around the league in, in week one? Like, we, we talk a lot of the times about, you know, we, where Cam Newton's progression has been down here in the Carolina, you know, where he's gone from, you know, middle third to he might be etched, you know, creeping in on top third, you know. Uh, elite is always the word that's thrown around too much, and we know Cousins is right. nowhere near that. But do you see him as. Like, do you feel like you're going into Week One with the 28th best starting quarterback, or the 18th, or you know, something? Have yeah, you thought about it that much, that closely, or no? I think the former is probably closer. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. He is. I mean, a lot of people kind of want to act like like we know what we have in him. Uh, I'm not really sure that's true. I think. Yeah, what do we say? He's played in like eight games. All right, let me um, get- let me, let me put. Go ahead. If you can finish your thought, and then I'm going I'm to give you a yeah. hypothetical to compare him to. I don't know how you could. I don't know how you could start off ranking him much. You know, much higher than. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. You, yeah, you can't say much about him. All right, well, put it this way: guy, another guy we can't say much about that you may have seen. I know you're not a huge, um, as big a college football, as big a anything fan as you as you are the Redskins. But uh, isn't Tyrod Taylor, former Virginia Tech quarterback, starting for Buffalo Week One? Sure is, yeah. All right, so would you be more excited for the Redskins right now if Tyrod Taylor were starting for them than Kirk Cousins? Mm, that's a good. That's a that's a tough call. Uh, more excited, yeah. I mean, Tyrod's probably. I guess he's probably been in the league longer, right? But a little bit more of an unknown. That's that's pretty exciting, and he's got kind of like that extra mobility dimension. Yeah. Uh, more, more excited maybe for Taylor, but 
probably a little bit more uh, feel confident a little... in, 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 in Cousins having been in the system. And, that, you know. That's how I'd see it. You, you sort of with Tyrod Taylor, you may hope you got a GM that actually, you know, had some athleticism, but also, like I said, because he's got, been in the league a while, maybe, you know, knows a thing or two. But Cousins probably feel a little bit safer about uh, exactly. All right. Uh, looking at the uh, the roster and the cuts that went down, um, what uh, was there anything that surprised you and or jumped out at you in uh, in in the moves that the Redskins made? I saw you made some predictions. Did, how, how you yeah. want to reveal how close yeah, you were on those? Was, it, it didn't seem like uh, you know there weren't really any moves that like blew anybody out of the water. There wasn't like that huge surprise like key veteran cut, but I mean a couple things that I I kind of looked at sideways were that they they kept. You know, basically, from a number standpoint, they kept ten offensive linemen and seven defensive linemen, which for a three-four, you know, that's they're kind of overloading at both of those position groups. And although I think that the, the defensive line, in a way, it makes sense because that that should be uh, kind of the strength of your team. I mean, at least for the Redskins, that's kind of their 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 personality, their you know their nature right now is that 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 strong D line. But uh, I was a little surprised they kept. For example, Kedrick Golston, who's been around forever, and he's like really loved by coaches, and he's one of these like savvy veteran professional types. But uh, you know, he's old. He really he's kind of low impact, and he, he doesn't really do anything on special teams, which is I think an area of need. So I thought that was a little surprising. And then keeping ten offensive linemen to me was a little bizarre because I just don't think they have good depth there. So I guess maybe you could say they're trying to cover quality with quantity, but I, I don't really like that strategy. I think they kept a couple of guys at the, at the bottom of the offensive line that really aren't any different from dudes on the street. Yeah, and was, it, was there anybody they cut that you were like, man, didn't see that coming or really thought we you know, we were going to yeah, use that cut, guy? they cut Evan Spencer, one of the draft picks, but he's he's got a concussion. I don't think he's been cleared. I think that probably played into it. Um, yeah, no, no, nothing too big. They, they cut uh, this guy actually – there's a guy that a lot of fans have, have kind of like fallen for, um, an undrafted rookie, DeShazer Everett out of Texas A&M. He made the team, uh, but only for about a day. He got cut today because they signed to do third tight end. So uh, tough break for that dude. Uh, all right. And I think we've done well to not make it the RG3 podcast to make it an actual Redskins Burgundy blog, uh, blo- Burgundy blogcast. But, uh, what, what, uh, tell me, what, what did they end up you gotta doing? Do they, it. You got to go there. They keep him on the roster? He's still there, yeah. And wh- how do you feel about that? Like keeping three quarterbacks uh, in general is is a question around the league, or, or a lot of people don't do it, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah. But do, do you think it's the right move, or do you think that that holding on to him is just silly at this point? And we sort yeah, of talked about it last conflicted. week, but just yeah. No, I mean, I, I think first of all, one little you know, subtle thing that complicates it up front is that he's technically not cleared from his concussion yet either. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Some people are saying that like I don't know if they technically could cut him. I think they could, but they they probably really. Because of that option that they picked up, they really want to make sure he's perfectly healthy before they do. But I don't think they're going to. I mean, you know, Gruden's line is that he's the second-best quarterback. I, I do think it's going to be a huge distraction. They can act like it doesn't affect the product. But, you know, as long as he's around, there's going to be an awful lot of eyes on him. So, I don't know, man. I guess we'll see. Give me uh, – well, we'll see is the question. Will we see him? Give me percentage chance that we see him play this week. Is it zero or is it like ten percent? Like it's pretty low. I mean, there's no way that the cousin's not going to get the hook unless he's injured. Uh, well, and that's my other question: If cousins gets hurt, is Griffin definitely on the field, or is it possibly Cole McCoy? No, I think I think in week one he's definitely not actually because of this concussion business. But yeah, by yeah, week I two, forgot about he may that. Yeah. Be QB two. Whatever. Know. I should have said next time he's healthy for that question. But yeah. you, you got you, yeah. you know what I meant. So, 
I guess I, you know what, Hayes. I don't know. I wish I wish I had you know the, with this quarterback situation. It's anybody's guess. I'm just waiting for like red, like NFL red zone. Do you ever watch red zone? Love red. Zone. Love red zone. Uh, and who is my man? Is it Scott Hansen? Is that his name? Whoever it yeah, is that, that th- right. throws it yeah. around there. Like if, if Kirk Cousins like tweaks an ankle or like starts limping, red zone will go to Im- immediately to Washington Bye-bye. to start seeing who who warms up, who goes in, or whatever. Um, yep. They'll stay with it. They'll probably both warm up, and it'll be you know they'll take a time, they'll take two timeouts to. <laughs> To pump fake on who goes in. That's what I want. I want uh, uh, an injury. McCoy goes in. They take a timeout even before he takes a snap, or they switch it up with Griffin and somebody yelling awesome. somebody Rooting else in the sideline. Rooting for injury line. is so sweet. No, no, you know what I mean. Never, never, never for the player. Only for the scenario. Do you make sure your work schedule, whatever it is? always allows you to watch the game live or are you resigned to sometimes watching it on DVR delay what whatever means or, or even missing a game sometimes uh regular season it would it would take it would take something pretty legit to keep me from watching live um you know every once in a while I'm on delay for the first quarter or something but yeah. and you're a family man too I mean you can always have a, a you know um bedtime man tubby time yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so what do you do for those? Just pause and and then finish late. It's, I mean, it's, you try it, to get you know you try to get mom mommy to step up on game night. But, okay. Uh, you know, I thought you said tubby you time. Call an audible. When T- you tubby time. Not, I'm not there for tubby time, but but sometimes it happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. In today's world, I'll say, you know, I I'm not a parent, so I can't speak to that. But uh, but obviously, a, a lot of skins fans or football fans in general are. I think that you, there's got to be room for the uh, – it's got to be a lot easier, like with the, the long half times. When you throw in a halftime and a uh, the, the, the DVR factor catch-up, like, I feel like it's a lot oh, easier to watch, to watch a game near live. You're not taping it and watching it the next day and trying to walk around with your fingers in your ear, but like you know, adjusting yeah. at what times you start and end watching, I think that's not impossible Absolutely. to do. Um, nah, and, you, can, you can pull it off. All right, since you've already resigned the Redskins to a loss, um, would a win, even an ugly one, bring you joy? Or, or like, even if you were terrible and sloppy and, and uh, I, I can make up bad scenarios, but you get what I say. If, if you won an ugly game, are you happy just because it's a win? Or, uh, or... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. It's week one. It's a new season. Anything could happen. I could be totally wrong. We could be way off base. Maybe this is a playoff team, dude. I mean, come oh, on. You're but you're 100 right on that. That that that's it. more worth than than any prediction is is how uh, how little they mean. All right. On the flip side, since you've already got them down as losing, uh, since you were taking the Dolphins in your survivor pool this week, uh, Brent, um, what is there anything that that would have you walking away like actually kind of happy about the game? Uh, I, oh yeah, I can think of lots of things. I mean, I want I want the Cousins to look good. I mean, it would be it would solve a lot of Redskins problems if Cousins turns out to be a stud. Right. I mean, I don't. That doesn't seem very likely, but I mean, hey, that would that would really be a huge boon. And I mean, you know, uh, this is kind of probably a nerdy answer, but like, I would love to see the Redskins special teams not be a disaster. Like, make a play, return yeah. a kick, block a punt. That's I mean, always nice. Pretty, That's always pretty, nice. I would get pretty hyped for that. Yeah. It's, it's so frustrating watching your team muff punts 
and never like breaks stuff. You know, when you when you're there, just kicking off, you're like, well, uh, the safest we can have is the guy's safe catch. I'm, I'm fair catch. Yeah. I mean, that is so miserable. <laughs> rude for and everybody's had those teams. Does your uh, interest get peaked at all on some of the nonsense that circles the team? I mean, the, uh, the, there has to be a time where you just sort of roll your eyes and, and say, well, you know, what what would make me uh, stir now after after all the different right. news reports? But last week we had, you know, a GM's wife getting called out for Twitter. We had uh, – I saw this random report that the Redskins are the only team that ma- that makes you pay to leave a ticket at Will Call, and it's 50 <laughs> bucks. Like, do, yeah. do you – do you read those headlines? Do you, or, or I mean, like, do you consume everything, or do you, are there yeah. controversies that you're like, I wish people would never talk about this again? What, what like, what's uh, sadly, you know, I read, I read every every page on every last one, but yeah, I mean, it's it's getting pretty old. I, I don't, you know, you know, it's a soap opera, it's a train wreck, it's a tire fire, you hear whatever phrase right, you want right. to use. I mean, it, it's getting worse and worse, but but also it's. The worse it gets, the more scrutiny it deserves, and that that will call thing. I think that you know that turned out to be something like that was actually kind of old and, and obsolete. Just but it's been overlooked. It's like you, you, they just expose themselves to this this kind of um, you know negative attention and criticism. And I, I don't, I don't know how. It's just kind of the nature of the beast. I mean, until they, until they, the, the organization can can really start proving for more than like a few weeks at a time, like that they got their act together. That's just the way it's going to be. And not to ask you like the the bottom line question that everybody asks about the Redskins and and sort of you know a, a, a nondescript week one podcast here, but do you think that that can happen under Dan Snyder? I mean, can even a, 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 a mostly thought of as as poor judgment owner hire the right general manager and things happen? Like, do, do you have hope it could happen under him, or is it more like eh, I watch because I still love him, but like until eh, we get another owner, it ain't happening? Or what yeah, what stage I, are you yeah, at on yeah, that? I mean, I. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess you, you got to have some hope. If, I, if 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 you had none, I mean, it would be hard to keep doing it. But um, I, I think it could happen under him. But it just means he's got to basically totally distance himself from the whole operation, and that's the problem. I mean, all these years in, you know, he sure hasn't yet. There was some evidence for a while that he was backing off, and if he would just, you know, let his guys work, um, and, you know, if he would if he would trust his his front office and, and, and have, you know, competent people in place. Yeah. I mean, he could, he could get it done, but it's just so far that just like every, every few months off season during the season, whatever, it just, there's, there's stuff happens to this team that has Snyder's fingerprints all over it. There's a, uh, we, we uh, down at, in, in North Carolina land, we've been using, you know, UNC has been under waves and waves of different facets of a scandal, you know, recently. Yeah. Um, it's gone over years, and we have a recurring meme that we use. It's one of those, uh, you know, it, it's almost, it looks like a badge that, that would be at a workplace, and, and it's, you know, or a big poster that would be at a workplace, and it says, 
this company or this warehouse, or whatever, this workplace has gone, and then you can see a box where like the, the number goes up, you know, five, <laughs> yeah, 50 days, days without an accident. And we've used it for UNC, and it's just a big zero that we keep. Like every time something new comes up, we just post it. Like, yeah. you actually, you should probably steal that. Maybe we won't even like post this. You should probably make one of those just for the Redskins. Just just give us a little hat tip. But it's a great one. An to embarrassment use. tracker, embarrassment counter. Yeah, but the, but the thing is, you never actually keep the days. You just, every time something new comes, you just read. <laughs> Set it at zero. Just remind people how it's not even worth counting. Did, oh, did, we, get up to, did we get up to 15 this time? But uh, yeah, it seems like a, a similar type of situation.